Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are live, the DFS OGs, back in the house, talking everything week four in the DFS world. I am Beer, as always, joined by my boys, Victorious and Head Chopper. Noto, I got to start with you. We talk about each and every week our DFS OGs contest over on FanDuel. Well, our boy checked in with a top four score this week. Noto, a hell of a team there on FanDuel. Almost took it down. Uh, sounds like a good week three for you. How we doing, my man? Yeah, doing good. Uh, week three, fantastic. Uh, I didn't think the, the listeners were going to believe me um, because the season was such a bad start. But uh, yeah, fourth in the fourth in the OG contest. Pretty good lineup on DraftKings as well. Uh, the bets were positive. And then uh, I galaxy brained uh, Ezekiel Elliott captain team uh, on Monday Night Showdown. So um, yeah, things are good over here. Uh, <laughs> I'll give it all back in week four, I'm sure. Love to hear it. A couple of them weeks a season, and it sets you up. You know, that, that's all you really need. You're not going to win every single week. It's not the way it's going to go. So uh, glad to hear that. Chop, let's get over to you. Uh, was the week three as good as Noto's here? Uh, no, it doesn't sound like it was as good as Noto's, <laughs> but it was It was fine. It was, you know, it was acceptable. Uh, there's. I was watching any given Sunday last night was on TV and I just stopped. And I remember that Pacino line where he goes like the difference between winning and losing is a, is an inch or something like that. We fight for those inches. Like the difference between winning big and just breaking even like that was literally a, like an inch for me on a stretch near the goal line that didn't get called the touchdown and they didn't challenge it. Gruden didn't challenge it, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it's like an inch man can swing it massive swing so it happens but you know breaking even at, at on a week like that is, is fine con- considering what the first couple of weeks were like and so i feel like we're starting to hit our groove now yeah absolutely i mean i i, I was this close at that monday night game Derek Carr to, to to edwards for a touchdown i had it set up in showdown uh that would have catapulted me near the top and like i said an inch they call it back no touchdown and you can ask detroit lions fans uh, about an inch 66 yarder that that hits the damn front of the bar and, and goes in. Uh, I still don't know how that kick went in, but uh, uh, you're absolutely right. But we are finding our groove. If you want to join us in this contest, it's not too late. Fanduel.com slash OG. Single entry each and every week. $7 buy-in. So price point for everybody. We have a link right there to the leaderboard at that page as well. And only your top 10 scores will count. So whether you've sucked through three weeks, whether you've only played once, 
Uh, whether you've played none of the above, now it's not too late to jump in. Again, put 10 of your top scores together. The winner at the end of this thing. So not only are you going to get prizes every week, you know, it's just like any other tournament on FanDuel. Still going to pay out for that week's tournament. You're also going to get prizes at the end of this thing. The first place prize is going to take home $5,000. So only 500 spots available in this thing. Make sure you guys go and reserve. There's a button right on the bottom. Makes it easy. No one's expecting you to build a lineup on Wednesday. Go and reserve a spot. Get in there and compete against us. And we'll highlight some of the – we highlighted Notorious' fourth place finish. Uh, we'll take a look later on in the show uh, and see who really did well in that tournament uh, and finished inside the top three. And we're going to start to dig into the leaderboard as well. Uh, hopefully we knocked EV730 down that board a little bit. So uh, we'll take a look at that as well. But want to say thank you to the folks over at FanDuel, not only for sponsoring the show, uh, but for setting up this tournament. Uh, it should be a lot of fun as we close in uh, towards the end of the year. And I don't want to get to that too fast. We're already in, in week four, guys. Seems like we wait for it to come and then it, it flies by. So uh, anything else here? Uh, any uh, any things that we didn't hit on? Any any? Any housekeeping we need to hit on? Are we ready to dive into the games? NFL top shot. Oh yes, oh, please yeah. no. <laughs> no, fun. I can't do. I can't go through this again. So if you haven't signed up for the waiting list, if you get in the beta in that thing, it'll be uh, it'll be nice. So Noto's all in. I, I'm pretty much all in. Chop is chop. Does that mean all out for you, or you you just don't want to go through the pain that that top shot caused you? I mean, it was a torturous end of the summer there so i don't know man i don't know if i can do it again but you know like 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 notorious said, if you get in early enough i guess you're all right but if you don't it's a lot of pain coming your way pain what was, was that rocky three with mr t pain yeah something like yeah. that yeah so uh, yeah i mean that was great news so you know it was only a matter of time uh, they've been kind of teasing the, the nfl for a while and just think of some of the moments uh, that could be moments. You know, the no-look Patrick Mahomes passes, uh, the Odell Beckham one-handed catch. I mean, it, the list is endless. So uh, super excited about that as the NFT world uh, continues to explode. But we don't have time for that. I, I'm glad we brought it to, to the attention, Derek. I uh, have everyone go check it out. But we got to dive into the games here. Once we start getting into bye weeks, we can spend a lot more time on stuff like that. But right now, we have to get to it. Week four is upon us. We'll update our betting records here. As we go along, we want to jump in. First game for us, we have Detroit and Chicago. Chicago, minus three here uh, at home. Pretty low total here, Chop, just 42. So we'll start with you. Uh, Detroit, valiant effort. You know, almost won that game. Probably should have won that game. If, if you look at some of the plays that happened before that field goal, uh, a delay a game potentially. So uh, Detroit, pesky, hanging in some of these games. Chicago. Big disappointment. I know a lot of people were excited to play Justin Fields last week, and uh, that did not end well. Talk about a third and wrong there with Justin Fields. So as of now, no starting quarterback has been named here. Uh, Chop, let's go to you. Uh, what, what stands out here? Low total game, two divisional opponents. Is this one we cross off our list, or are you finding some gems out of this one? I think you can find some uh, some players here. Uh, you know, I was I did not like Justin Fields last week. And I got suckered in because I, all I heard all week was the rushing floor, the rushing right. floor. Yeah, okay, but as I probably should have just avoided. But if he does start, maybe that drives people away. That's such a bad game. So then I would be in on fields because I actually do like him this week if he were to get the green light. Uh, so I think he's in play. And on the other side, Detroit, I think every week 
we can pick one of these running backs and play them, Swift or Jamal Williams. These guys are getting like re, uh, receiver receiver type targets in the run. That's what Jared Goff is doing. He's just checking down. So either one of those guys is in play. Pretty much done on the uh, Detroit wide receivers for now. And it's got to be a perfect matchup. But those guys just aren't particularly good with Goff at quarterback. So check down City to Hawkinson, check down City to Swift and Williams and and that's it for that. Yeah. But I think you can extract something from this game. Yeah, I'm with you on Fields. I think no one's going to want to play him after that performance. And, and you look at the matchups at Cleveland, it is a tough first start. Now you get Detroit at home. So if he is the starter, I'm not going to tell you about his rushing floor chop because I heard the same. I was able to, to shed that off and not go there last week. But I do like him if he plays. I really like going back to TJ Hawkinson here, Derek. We saw him 20 targets over the first two games. Kind of shut out uh, last week, but I think it was a part of Baltimore's game plan uh, was to take him away. Chicago, second most fantasy points allowed to tight ends last season. And I like David Montgomery here. I, I think if Matt Nagy's smart, you, you got to minimize the, whoever the quarterback is, make things easy. Let's get back to getting this guy the football. No real threats behind him. So uh, Montgomery, Hawkinson Field, some of the plays I like here, Derek. What do you got here? Lions and Bears. Yeah, echo uh, pretty much everything you guys have said. If Fields draws the start, I think it's a great spot for him. Uh, I know they're saying, you know, it's Dalton's job and everything, but uh, if he plays well here, Fields gets the start, plays well, they start winning games. Um, you know, I think it's his uh, it's his job to lose. So uh, you mentioned the great matchup. It's at home. Doesn't have to face that Cleveland uh, pass defense uh, and the pass rush. So, yeah, I like Fields quite a bit. Don't have to pair him up, which is kind of nice. Uh, he's a rushing quarterback, but uh, don't mind looking to Allen Robinson. Probably won't go to the backfield. I definitely get what you're saying about Montgomery, but um, running back's pretty deep position, so I'm not forcing him in there. And then, yeah, like Chad mentioned, Goff's just killing uh, the upside of all these receivers. Um, I'm okay taking a shot on Swift. And then Hawkinson, good bounce back spot for sure. Um, I do think uh, the Ravens kind of – Sold out to stop him. We even saw his backup uh, get more production than him. So I like Hawkinson. And then for the bet, uh, give me the Bears at home. Uh, I think they roll in this one. I agree. I'm going Chicago minus three in this one. It seems like it should be a little bit higher. So it causes you a little bit of pause here. But uh, I think defensively, they're the much better team. Both these offenses kind of leave a lot to be desired. So uh, I think if it comes down to it, Chicago can make the stops they need to. And they're at home. Uh, may have some weather uh, in this game as well. So something to keep an eye on. So two for two for the Bears here, Chop. Are, are we adding to the parlay card earlier? Are you going off the board here? Yeah. Well, it would probably behoove me to go against you guys because I'm playing catch up now. But it's a long season, so I don't want to go. I don't want to go too out of whack because uh, we, we do have a lot of time this year. But so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. There's, there's no way I can take Detroit here. So I, I'm gonna go Chicago also. All right, first stop on the parlay card, Chicago minus three, and we'll update that uh, as we go along. If you're out in the chat, let us know. We want to talk to you. you got questions. Uh, you got some spread bets you like, totals you like. Uh, please feel free to put it down there. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you take a second, click that thumbs up button uh, and the subscribe button as well. And we appreciate you guys joining us every Wednesday afternoon here on the DFS OGs podcast. All right, let's get to our next game, guys. Cleveland and Minnesota. Uh, this one is kind of the lines kind of moved a little bit. Cleveland now up to minus two uh, in this one on the road, 51 and a half. So, so big total game here. We've seen Minnesota pretty much involved in shootouts each and every week. Last week, I uh, handled Seattle at home. We saw that shootout in Arizona. Uh, Cleveland, on the other hand, kind of winning ugly, as we thought. They want to run the ball. 
I play defense here. So, Derek, what gives here? Is Cleveland's going to want to slow this game down, run the ball. Uh, Minnesota, we'll see if Dalvin Cook is back. But Alexander Madison looked pretty damn good in, in that role. We know Jefferson Thielen. A lot of fantasy-friendly names here. I'll break this one down. Who's really standing out in this matchup? Yeah, Minnesota's always fun because uh, they have such a concentrated offense. Whoever's going to start a uh, running back is going to get, you know, 80% of the snaps, going to get most of the work. If it's Dalvin, I'll definitely play some of him. If it's Madison, even better because uh, he's $2,700 cheaper. So, yeah, I'll have interest in the starter. I know it's not the best matchup, but uh, I think this offense is going to have plenty of success at home. Uh, receivers, give me Justin Jefferson. I uh, finally had the big game last week. I know, you know, Osborne was kind of the popular value play, but – I think Jefferson's the alpha in this offense. Thielen's still going to get his uh, looks in the red zone. Uh, Conklin's kind of coming on a little bit as well. But, uh, yeah, Jefferson's just too cheap. Uh, I think he should be, you know, mid eight to at least uh, on FanDuel. The other side, man, we just haven't seen much uh, upside from this passing offense. I know Baker's been missing some of his guys. But, uh, you know, maybe if they fall behind early, this is finally the spot for him to get going. I do like Odell Beckham a little bit. Nine targets and a rushing attempt in his first week back. 6,600 is a really good price there. And I uh, just can't trust these running backs right now. I mean, Chubb's going to have his big rushing games, but uh, three targets in three games. Um, it's just really hard to waste one of your running back spots on him. Uh, I know he's going to have a couple of those games where I regret it, uh, but I just can't do it here. So give me a little bit of Odell. And then uh, most of my interest is on Minnesota side. And uh, I'll wait to see what you guys do. I don't know what I'm doing for my pick yet. I'm putting my pick in first here. I'm going Minnesota again. Uh, I liked them last week at home against Seattle. I'm, I'm kind of riding the same theory here. Uh, I think they're underrated uh, out there in the betting market. So I know the action is is swinging towards Cleveland here. Uh, it's still tough to go on the road and win. So I will take the two points. I don't hate the money line either. Now for a 51 and a half year chop, there's not a ton of plays I like. I'm pretty much hands off on the Cleveland side of things. Derek mentioned the split with the running backs. You never know. Uh, who it's going to be if Chubb doesn't find the end zone, uh, generally doesn't make value. Hunt is going to have those big games. Yes, Odell was good, but I could see some Patrick Peterson in this matchup, and they spread the ball around so damn much in that offense. So uh, I'm out on Cleveland, even with a, a big team total here. Uh, Minnesota, I agree. Justin Jefferson to play. Uh, and if Madison's in there again, I, I I don't know that he's priced high enough. I don't love him against Cleveland. So Pretty much Jefferson for me here, Chop. Uh, rolling with the Vikings. What do you got here in this matchup? I am I am with the uh, not liking the Cleveland side. I'm with you guys. Is uh, just I, I don't think I could touch a receiver if it's not a healthy Jarvis Landry in this offense. So I don't have to mess around with that. I do like Nick Chubb's touchdown upside on FanDuel uh, most weeks, but. Uh, yeah, like Derek said, most weeks he actually doesn't get there. So that's that's not, there's nothing I'm jumping out. Uh, to play that, and then on the Minnesota side, it's better, but I don't think it's great this week. I don't. I like the receivers. I like Jefferson and Thielen every week. One of them should do well. And I did. I did read a crazy good stat about Kirk Cousins the other day about uh, his his splits with since Justin Jefferson came became the starter in his lineup. They're pretty absurdly good. So he's in play. He, he doesn't get enough credit for what he does, but. In general, I kind of like the Cleveland defense here too. So, and this day, this game being at Minnesota, I think all things considered, I think I'm leaning towards the under here. All right, under 51 and a half. That that was kind of my secondary play. I, I like Minnesota, but I, I agree on the under as well. So, uh, don't even hate a little two team parlay there. I think this one could be more of an ugly game. Uh, both teams can run the ball, so that that can slow the game down if they can play it their way. Derek. 
you, you, you backed out enough. You tried to abstain. Now we need a pick for you. You saw R2. What do you got here? All right. I'm going to go against the grain a little bit. I'm going to take the over and hope that Minnesota gets out to a lead. Um, I think Cleveland will finally be forced to air it out a little bit. I think Minnesota is going to score regardless. So uh, give me the over, and then uh, hopefully one of us can hit one of those. There we go. I mean, if we all miss and it's just Cleveland minus two, what, what are we doing here? So uh, chat starting to get active. Our boy Don Yeezy with us pretty much every week. So we got to give him a shout out. Uh, and then Sam in the chat talking about Justin Jefferson calling for 12 targets, uh, 88 yards. Let's hope he gets more than 88 yards on 12 targets. I agree. Uh, Jefferson uh, in a great spot here this weekend. Next game, we have Washington traveling to Atlanta. Washington minus one and a half here on the road. This is another one. It's really swung. This one started out Atlanta minus one and it swung all the way to the Washington side. Uh, coming off of that beatdown out in Buffalo, Atlanta goes on the road and wins uh, in New York, taking on the Giants. So, uh, Derek, let's stay with you here. Washington, we know it, it, it's the same cast of characters. I think McLaurin in a great spot here. Uh, Heineke always seems like a great value play because he's going to put up numbers. Uh, and I think this could be a great Antonio Gibson side. The Atlanta side is what worries me here. Davis, CPAT splitting. Ridley has not been what he's been advertising. Of course, everybody's darling. Kyle Pitts been a disappointment here as well. So I like the Washington side here. I'm going to lock in my bet. I think Washington wins this game. So I'll take them minus the one and a half. Derek, your floor here. What do you got? Yeah, I like this game from a DFS perspective. Uh, Heineke's played pretty well. He scored 23 and 24 fantasy points in his two starts. Uh, he showed some rushing upside. Obviously, a good matchup indoors against Atlanta. Uh, he's got a pretty obvious pairing candidate in Terry McLaurin. Uh, you know, we could see Curtis Samuel back, but if not, uh, I'll have some interest in Logan Thomas as well. And then uh, if they're able to build the lead, you know, I think Antonio Gibson has at least a path for 20 touches. So I think it's a lot of interesting plays on Washington. I'm definitely going to have more exposure to them than the field and uh you can bring it back with ridley you can bring it back with Pitts. Uh, i think i'm still out on mike davis you know the projections just love him every week uh he pops up in the in the optimals but um he just hasn't uh done much i mean i know he hasn't scored yet but i just haven't seen a ton of upside from him um even in full ppr sites it's just uh kind of underwhelming so far so give me some ridley i mean he's got 29 targets already leads the team in air yards um, he's gonna capitalize on those sooner rather than later and uh, give me a bunch of Washington. And, yeah, I'll take Washington with the points as well. Chop, did we ever think we'd see the day where Tyler Heineke was $700 more expensive than Matt Ryan? And not to say that's unjustified, but uh, that's what we have here on Fandle. These two teams have been horrific against quarterbacks. So the, the main question here, we know, we know the Washington side. Is this a spot Atlanta gets it going? Because the Washington defense, maybe it's not what it was cracked up to be open up to open up the year. Maybe it is. We don't know. But. Are you are you feeling a bounce back here from Atlanta, or is it just another stay away week for them? Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a good question. I didn't expect them to go into New York and win last week, so uh, you know credit to them. I think, uh, like Derek said, Calvin Ridley is going to be in play because he's at home and he does have an you know a fine quarterback. He's a, he's an okay quarterback to try to get him the ball, and uh, so I'm all right with Calvin Ridley. Um, man, Kyle Pitts keeps disappointing week after week. It's rookie tight end thing you know we again there's a lot of voices out there that led us to believe the guy was going to be playing practically like a wide receiver and it's the rookie tight end thing doesn't matter with him yeah well, maybe it does i don't know maybe he'll get it going but right now he's not so calvin Ridley's the guy mike davis big old bust right now i, I was all over mike davis preseason 
But I, I really underestimated how bad this offensive line is. So, yeah, I'm with Derek there. Calvin Ridley on the other side, Washington, whatever. Yeah, play them all. They're fine. I'm not going to try to pick. I'll, I'll give Tyler Heineke some credit. That guy can move, man. He, he's fast. He's deceptively fast. And I'm, I'm probably uh, still a Ryan Fitzpatrick guy when he gets back healthy, but Heineke's shown me a lot. So credit to him. Uh, and I'm with you, Washington. This is this, if if we did five star locks on this play, that would be my five star lock, Washington. I just can't see him losing another game. Not not to such an inferior team right here. Yeah, I agree. I, and you've seen it in a line to see a line swing from one team to the other. Uh, you don't see that every day. So uh, really like Antonio Gibson in, in the spot and love Washington. Noto, did you make a bet here on this game? Yeah, Washington, three for three. Uh-oh. All right, so we'll add them to Chicago, two-teamer brewing here uh, in the in the OG's parlay card. So Chicago and Washington on the board. All right, next game. Uh, this one could be ugly chop. Houston traveling to Buffalo. Uh, Houston, we know the struggles with this team. Buffalo uh, really got it going last week. Josh Allen, massive game. Uh, we saw Emmanuel Sanders, a couple touchdowns, but we've yet to see chop. Stephon Diggs uh, really get it going here. So it's easy to dismiss Houston. Okay, Brandon Cooks is your run back there. If you have anything else to add there, is this the week Diggs gets it going against this Houston defense? This is the Stefan Diggs get right game right here. It's just, and they're going to blow them out, and it's not going to be competitive. But I think uh, the the way they get there to the blowout in the first place is to get Diggs right, like. He's their number one. They got to make him happy. So I got a feeling he's going to be the guy this week. And uh, like you said, the only thing on Houston is maybe running it back with Cooks. He keeps getting there in garbage time and stuff. So he's okay. But I want some digs this week and some Josh Allen. I think they're going to run it up early and then put it on cruise control. So give me Buffalo minus some points. All right. I like the over here. I, I personally think Buffalo could put 47 on the board on their own. So, you know, Houston's shown enough that they're going to score some points. I know it's a very low team total here, but even at 15, they give us a couple touchdowns. Uh, I think that number's a little bit too low. So uh, I'll go over the 47. Uh, Noto, the same question. Stefan Diggs, are you trusting him? Do you want to go to that well here? I think a lot of people are going to start backing off, but it's only a matter of time before this guy has a big game. Yeah, only a matter of time. We said that about Josh Allen last week. We saw what uh, he was able to do. And uh, I think this is the get right spot for Diggs. The problem is they're going to be up three touchdowns by halftime. So uh, I think he's going to have 80 in the touchdown at the half. And then, uh, like Chop said, they'll probably put on cruise control a little bit. Still think he'll have a good game. Uh, he is my favorite play from the Buffalo side of things. And Brandon Cooks, he's on pace for 180 targets and uh, 2,000 receiving yards. Not uh, bad, not bad. I'll, I'll take the under on both of those um, for season-long uh, prop bets. But, yeah, I mean, uh, this guy, uh, garbage time production counts the same as as games that are close. So if you need to bring it back, uh, I guess you could look at Cooks. But agree with Chop. I think the Bills roll. Uh, give me them with the points. All right, Buffalo minus 16 and a half for both you guys, and I'm on over 47. Next game, Indianapolis uh, and Miami. Kind of an ugly game here. Uh, Miami, one and a half point home favorites, Derek. Uh, low total, 42 and a half. And you got to give Jacoby Brissett uh, credit. I, I watched a good portion of that game, and, you know, it was a crazy game. The Raiders seem to try to want to always give these games away and end up pulling it out. But uh, Miami puts up a fight, ends up coming up a little bit short. Uh, the Colts. You know, kind of, kind of do what we thought they would do last week. Tennessee pretty much handled them uh, easily. Now you have potentially no Quentin Nelson on that line. Wentz, we'll see if he can get any healthier here. 
Jonathan Taylor been a disappointment. So, uh, Derek, I'm putting my bet in first. Fantasy-wise, I honestly don't see anything in this game that I like. I don't see a single thing. I like Miami here, uh, minus the points at home, and uh, pretty much crossing this out from a DFS perspective. What do you got? Yeah, uh, I think I got to agree with you there. It's pretty ugly. Um, I was dead wrong about the Colts. They look terrible this year. Uh, I thought they were going to be you know, pretty good in that division. I guess they're still not out of it yet, but uh Pittman I mean he's been good so far but uh two really good corners for Miami so fade there and uh just too many names um you know trying to catch the ball maybe look at Miles Gaskin he did have 19 opportunities in week three you can run the ball um on Indy so uh maybe look at him but give me the under in this game and uh one other note did you guys watch the end of the Dolphins game last week I absolutely did so did John Gruden, does he not realize that uh, overtime ends uh, after the first possession? He was, he ran he ran out the clock. There was two minutes left, and he ran out the clock before he kicked the field goal. He even called timeout with like one second. I didn't get it at all. And this is a guy making $100 million. I don't know. I don't think he understands. So he's old school, man. He, he plays that the first, the first score wins. That's it. He don't know the new rules. So. Puzzling there. Chop, you got anything on Gruden? Uh, the rest of this game, kind of a mess. Had some comments in the chat. Josh Duck brings up a good point. Kobe Brissett revenge game here. So, uh -oh. <laughs> I, I, we, you know we love narratives here on, on the OGs. So, Josh, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, and then Alvin D Dimery wanted to know about Carson Wentz. I, I'm out on this whole game, Chop. So, maybe you're more optimistic here. Uh, Derek, you took the under here, correct? I'll take the under, yeah. Okay, so I'm on Miami. He's on the under, Chop. Uh, what do we got here? Anything in DFS from this game? Yeah, the one thing from DFS, Jalen Waddle, is uh, I think he's going to rack up a lot of targets this week. Short yardage, you know. I don't think he's going to like – if he gets in the end zone, he'll explode for you. But uh, I think he's going to rack up a lot of targets there on DraftKings, a lot of a lot of short receptions. So I'm on, I'm on Jalen Waddle. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's been – uh, it's tough to call in this game because these are both teams that had a lot of expectations coming into the year. Now somebody's going to drop another game. And uh, so as much as I want to take Miami at home, you know, I don't want to go against Indianapolis because they will they, they will get this, the ship righted at some point. I think they'll be a lot better. Just don't know if this is the week. This is a tough one to call right here. So uh, DFS, not too great outside of Waddle for my bet. I'm going to take, oh, man, give me, give me, Ooh, give me the wants, Colts. You want to me, abstain from this one. Give me the that's, Colts. That's yeah, this is, the, this, is a, this is an abstaining game right here. I definitely, I can see the under hidden, but I'm going to take the Colts as the road, on the road here. I just, I think that they're got a little bit more talent here, and I think it shows through in this game. Just the Brissett thing at quarterback, I just can't get over. It's just not a good offense with Brissett there, so. I'm going to take the Colts. So a couple quick notes. I'm I'm trying to like Jonathan Taylor here, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. just he's going to get it going eventually. But then you ask Izzy, though, you know, no Nelson Hines kind of eating into some of that work. So I don't know that this is the spot, but I definitely want to be out ahead of that. We saw last season that the same thing play out. We're writing off Jonathan Taylor and boom, uh, he put some big games together. And I love the Waddle call, especially chop if Will Fuller's out, who missed practice uh, as of today. So. If he's out, that's even more targets. We saw a ton of targets. I think he had 15 targets uh, last week and only turned that into about 60 yards. But uh, you're right. Waddle's going to see the ball a ton. Gasecki also saw uh, 12 targets from Brissett in that game. So I think there's some fringe-level plays here. I, I don't hate the Waddle call. So uh, points or money line, Don Yeezy's asking, Chop. Uh, I don't know if he's talking 
I'm guessing he's talking this last game. You're taking the plus one and a half here with, with Indy, right? I'm taking the plus one and a half. I don't really – at that point, I don't really think it matters if you take points or money line at one yeah. and a half. So do what you want to do. Yeah, you won't get much on the money line there. You might as well, might as well take the one and a half there. So uh, next game, uh, a little bit more exciting here. Pretty high total, Kansas City and Philadelphia. Kansas City minus seven here on the road, 54 and a half on the total chop. Uh, Kansas City is, is struggling. No, I mean, whoever thought you'd be one and two uh, potentially could be 0 and three if Cleveland gets it done. So uh, they're kind of on the ropes here, which is a bit surprising. Is this a get right spot for this offense? We saw Philadelphia really disappoint in that game against Dallas. I thought they'd play a lot better. Uh, the one shining star, though, was again Jalen Hurts, who even in a bad game, you're watching this guy. It's ugly. At the end of the day, the fantasy numbers continue to be there. I absolutely love Jalen Hurts this week in the spot. Probably my favorite quarterback on the week against this Kansas City defense that has not slowed any quarterbacks down. And they've had a murderer's row, especially the last couple of weeks, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. But they're hemorrhaging fantasy points to the quarterback position. So uh, Jalen Hurts really stands out as a play for me here, Chop. Uh, as far as the betting market, I'm not sure. I'm going to go under on this game. I think it could be ugly here. But uh, what do you got here, Chiefs and Eagles? Yeah, Hertz is a week in and week out. He's going to be a solid DFS guy. Tough to figure out who to pair him with because uh, kind of spreads it out. And like every week is somebody has a some poor a couple guys a couple of those guys you expect to do well have poor games. And Jalen Rager is not very impressive. And they don't want to get the ball to Dallas Goder enough, man. They're sitting out there targeting Zach Hertz. Come on, man. This is. Godair is your guy, man, but they don't give him enough opportunity. And then we just saw in this past game, I know it'll change week by week, but my gosh, like their running backs got, what, two carries in that whole game, I think they said, some crazy yep. NFL low for the modern-day NFL or something. Like, I can't I can't trust any of it. So Jalen Hurts on one side. On the other side, Kansas City, play whoever you want on Kansas City. They're going to score some points here. Uh, I can't narrow it down for you. There's a lot of great weapons there. My gut tells me it's a big Tyreek Hill game, and he's going to get loose. So uh, I guess Tyreek would be the guy, but I, all the Kansas City guys are fine, and for that reason, I'm on Kansas City here. All right, Josh Duck agrees in the chat. Uh, he's calling for a big Tyreek bounce-back game, so he's with you, Chop. Uh, I tend to agree. You know, This guy's too good to, to hold him down. These teams can try to bracket him all you want. Does Philadelphia have the personnel to make that happen, Derek? I, I'm not so sure, so – uh, the Sanders thing was interesting. Didn't get a whole lot of work here. Uh, we should also talk about our old friend Josh Gordon back in the mix here. I, I don't know that you're going to see him this week, but uh, signs with the Chiefs here. So any thoughts on that as well, Derek? So a lot here to unpack. What do you got here, Chiefs and Eagles? Yeah, Gordon, uh, that's an interesting one. We'll see uh, how many weeks he can last. But, uh, yeah, um, Chiefs, like Todd mentioned, you can play them all. Um, I like Tyreek as well. Does feel like he's going to have a big game soon, but uh, Kelsey, obviously, with how weak tight ends are, um, I'll have some exposure there. And then CEH, man, I played him last week. He lost that early fumble. I was getting real nervous that he was going to get benched, but uh, they went right back to him, ended up with 100 yards, got a touchdown. And we saw what Dallas was able to do uh, to this Eagles run defense last week. So I think he's interesting. He's still pretty cheap across the industry. Um, and then agree with you guys, Jalen Hurts in an awesome spot. KC, I know it's early in the season, but they're dead last in DVOA against the run. They're dead last in DVOA against the pass. And uh, they're probably going to be playing from behind. So um, hurts a ton of upside here. You don't have to pair them up. Um, 
they're just yeah i mean goddard it's hard to trust them with Ertz still playing there so i'll take a little bit of Devonte smith but i'll most likely just be playing hurts you know by himself that's where i'm at playing them naked the chiefs have allowed the most rushing yards to quarterbacks this season now, again that's part of who they've played uh, in lamar jackson uh and justin herbert who's mobile but uh that that's that definitely stands out so uh really like uh jalen hurts here this week uh, at a nice price point let's go to our next game Tennessee and the Jets, Tennessee minus seven and a half, uh, 45, 44 and a half on the total. And Tennessee finally looked uh, much better, you know, win at Seattle, win at home against the Colts. Maybe they start to get it rolling here, Derek. The Jets, on the other hand, uh, it's just been a nightmare. Shut out once again out in Denver. So they've had some tough matchups, though. Carolina, Denver. I'm a little bit more optimistic here than I was with, with say, Houston or, or even that Miami game. I think Corey Davis is in play here, not just because of the narrative against his former team. Tennessee, not good against wide receivers here. He's got to be the focal point here. Uh, other side, uh, injuries are going to determine this. You know, A.J. Brown banged up. Now Julio on the list. This Westbrook slash something dude is popping in some models. So uh, Derrick Henry always in play here. Uh, Derek, I'll turn this one over to you here. Uh, I I'm going to take the Jets with the points at home here. I, I don't know why, probably a, a crazy pick here, but I think they can do a little bit of damage in this game. I don't know if they win. I think they can keep it competitive, though. Agree? Disagree? What else you got here, Titans and Jets? Uh, yeah, it's gross, but uh, I'm also taking the Jets at home with the oh, points. Boy. Oh, uh, boy. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, I don't know. I think the Wilson's going to have his best game yet. It's not saying much, but at home, very beautiful defense. We know Tennessee's secondary is really bad. I like the Corey Davis call. Uh, Elijah Moore's banged up. Uh, Jameson Crowder's yet to suit up. The running game hasn't really been able to do much. So uh, I think it is a good spot for Wilson and Davis. I probably won't play any Wilson, but uh, I think he's okay here. And Tennessee, I mean, A.J. Brown probably not going to play. Julio Jones is banged up. Um, yeah, I didn't know how to say that Westbrook guy's name. So I'm just going to call him WNWH. Uh, I think that's a, that's an easy way to to refer to him. Um, he is popping in all the models. So uh, if those guys end up being out, I think he's interesting. But this feels like a, just a huge Derrick Henry game. Uh, they could give him – he's had like 35 touches and 41 and 31 touches the last two games. Uh, I could see him getting a ton of work here, especially if those guys are out. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind Henry and then bringing it back with some Corey Davis. Chop, help us out here. You got to know this dude's name. You're, you're our college football guy. Tell me something about the, this hyphenated Westbrook character. Akina? There. Okay. Is that is that okay. it, or you just you just kind of pulled that I'm pretty out? Pretty sure of your that's arch. it. I'm okay. pretty sure. Right. Pretty sure that's it. I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, he, I think he was just Nick Westbrook at Indiana. I'm not sure. And I, somehow, somehow he added something onto the end of his name there. But I'm pretty sure it's Akina. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. This is a tough one. First of all, the Jets. Yikes. What do you do with the Jets? The only guy I think week in and week out you can really look at is uh, Corey Davis and hope you get some garbage time because the Everything else about the team is pretty bad. Like I, the numbers say Braxton Berrios, and I'm not going that route. So you, I'll pass on that. So Corey Davis is the only one. On the other side, Tennessee, scaring me with the injuries at wide receiver. This thing is built on that big three-headed monster. And if, if one or even two of them are out, then you're I think you're in a little bit of trouble here if you're Tennessee. So uh, for those reasons, I think I'm on the under here. I think I'm going to go ahead and go with the under here. All right, we had a question in the chat. Uh, our boy Josh Duck, can we play Derrick Henry at this price on FanDuel? So they are favorites. The, the Jets not great against the run. 
Nobody really, really brought him up as a play chop. 10-2 on Derrick Henry. So, yes, no. Where do you come out on that one? It's a big number, but uh, he's Derrick Henry. And, you know, I, I think if you're in cash games, you're not going to play that price tag for for just about anybody, even if it's the best of the best. I mean, prime Christian McCaffrey, you probably got to think about that kind of a price tag. So probably not in cash games, but in GPPs, absolutely. Because you just don't know. We saw it against Seattle. Guy could put up the slate breaker of a game any week. Jets have allowed the fourth most uh, FanDuel points to running back so far this season. Four rushing touchdowns already, Derek. So same question to you. Can we play Derek Henry? It's a little easy. FanDuel's, I mean, a guy could be 12K. We, we can find a way to, to work him in sometimes. So a 10-2 is a big price, but we know there'll be value out there to make it happen. Uh, is he somebody you're going out of your way to play a 10-2? Maybe not out of my way, but, uh, yeah, he's getting a ton of workload right now. Um, he's more involved in the passing game. He's already got over 100 yards receiving, which uh, is something we didn't see, uh, you know, under Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator. So now that he's gone, they're checking down a little bit more. So, yeah, I like him. Um, as Chop said, he's a slate breaker, and he's going to have those games every few weeks. Yeah, I, I think he's always got to be a part of your player pool. He, he's one of those very hard to X out of your, your player pool uh, week to week. So uh, any guy with a ceiling like that, three touchdown upside, uh, I'm definitely going to be playing him uh, here against the Jets. All right, we already had a comment uh, in the chat from Alvin Chop. Dak is a lock here this week. So uh, next game for us leads us right into Dallas uh, and Carolina here. Uh, pretty big total in this game, 50 and a half. Uh, four and a half point favorites here for the Cowboys. Your Cowboys look good, Chop. You know, some of the numbers, not great for Dak and the receivers were let down, but Zeke gets there with two touchdowns. Uh, they end up winning the game. Carolina side, obviously the big story here, Christian McCaffrey, uh, not going to be in this game. So on that side, Chop, what do we want to do? Is this more on the plate of DJ Moore? Let's see what I did there. Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall. Do we want to go to Chuba Hubbard here? A lot to unpack in this one, Chop. So I'm going to put my pick on the board first here, and I'll let you break it down. I'm going Carolina with the points here in this game. That defense has been impressive. The loss of McCaffrey certainly hurts, but we know uh, this is a team that can plug running backs in and come close to that production. So I like Carolina to keep this one close, potentially win this game. You may not want to hear that as the Cowboys fan, but uh, your thoughts here, Chop. How does this one play out? Yeah, it's – uh. The the Elliott game on Monday night was like it was there, man. It was set up for you. All you had to do was look at his history against Philly. They they can't stop Elliott. They never have. So it wasn't going to change on Monday. You know, what Kellen Moore's done is uh, be very good about game planning around the opponent's weaknesses or strengths and get them, getting away from their strengths. So whatever he deems necessary here against Carolina is what's going to happen. My, my guess is we go back to the passing game here for a little bit of action. And so uh, being at home, that puts Amari Cooper square in play every week. He's at home because those splits are pretty rowdy with Dak as his quarterback playing at home versus the road. So Amari's in play. I think all the passing options are in play there for Dallas. Uh, for Carolina, I think I'm, I'm anxious to see the ownership on Hubbard because – Man, I have a big a big piece of me that says he's going to bust this weekend. People are going to think he's going to be step up and be like Mike Davis was last year in place of McCaffrey. I can definitely see Hubbard busting big time here. So I'm anxious to see the ownership and see if it's worth fading him. Uh, and then the receivers are fine. D.J. Moore is really talented, but I think this is a Robbie Anderson game. 
I just I've seen enough of Trayvon Diggs to know that the guy's actually talented in the secondary and can cover guys. And if they decide to stick him on DJ Moore, it could make life a little tough on him. And it could be the Robbie Anderson game. So that's kind of where I'm at on the DFS for the pick. I'm le- I, I can't decide. I want Dallas. I want the over. I want Dallas. I want the over. You, you think, think about it. it for a minute if you need. Okay, Take, come back got, to me. Come back to me after Derek, after no, Derek does his thing. No, no rush here. There's no rules here. So t- take your time. So uh, one note on that Dallas passing game, we, we saw J.C. Horn go down. You know, that, that obviously a big blow to that secondary. Now they, they instantly go out uh, and trade for C.J. Henderson. So, Derek, you want to you want to talk about that? Uh, your team trading away that, that number one pick for, for Dan Arnold, basically. Uh, so I think it is, a, you know, it's interesting with the Dallas passing game for sure. I know Carolina's D has been good, but uh, like you said, Chop, Mari at home has been money in the bank. So uh, a lot to like out of this game. As far as Hubbard, I tend to agree with you, Chop. Dallas has been pretty good against the run so far this season. A seventh fewest uh, FanDuel points allowed to running backs. And Micah Parsons has been impressive. Seems like that dude is all over the field. So uh, I'm kind of a, a hands-off on Hubbard here as well. So. Derek, your turn. Uh, a lot to uh, like, maybe not in this game. Uh, should be a, a pretty interesting game nonetheless. What do you got? Yeah, so I was doing my first look for this game, and uh, I couldn't believe it. It's Carolina's number one in DVOA against the run, number one in DVOA against the pass, number one in adjusted sack rate, and number one in adjusted line yards. And then I saw their schedule. I mean, right. <laughs> they played Jets, Saints, and Texans. So um, I've never seen anybody be ranked first in all those, but it does make some sense. I think Cowboys going to roll here. Um, you can play all the guys. Like we mentioned, I still prefer CD over Amari, but both are fine. Uh, Zeke looks good. Um, Tony Pollard looks better, but Zeke looks good. Um, so you can play a little bit of him. And then, yeah, I mean, I wish we knew who Diggs was going to be on. Um, I'd like to take the opposite of that guy, uh, whether it's Moore or Anderson. And uh, I was a little disappointed to uh, find out it's Chuba Hubbard. I thought it was Chuba Hubbard. That would be uh, a much better name. But, um, yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. A lot of people are going to play him. He did play 40 of the 51 running back snaps after C-Mac went down last week. We saw, you know, Mike Davis just crushing this offense last year. So uh, I'm okay with him. I'll have a little bit, but uh, probably going to be underweight on the field. Too many chubs is not a good thing, Derek. So we, we, we already got we already got one. We, we don't need more chubs around. So uh, a lot of Dallas support uh, in the chat here. So Chop, what do we got here? I'm on Carolina. Derek, what was your pick there? So you, you, had, uh, me, you had me thinking chubs. Give me give me Dallas. Dallas, okay. Chop, Dallas or the over? What do we got? Yeah, I'm gonna have to take Dallas here. I just I think I think they score points. I think it's going to be hard for Carolina to stop them. And uh, I'm really worried about McCaffrey being out, being a big, big damper on this offense. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Dallas. All right, let's take a look at our betting contest as we rip through our bets. Uh, a reminder, we have a little bet amongst ourselves here. So looking into last week, uh, Chop bringing up the rear with, with five victories last week. Uh, I had seven on the board and Noto takes down week three with eight victories so totals we got chops in at 14 noto at 16 i'm still up at 21 so uh still anyone's ball game long way to go here i uh, will continue to update that uh, as we go on we'll get to our fanduel scores here again fanduel.com slash og if you want to play uh, in this tournament so we'll take a look at some of the best performers here uh, while we are here and we brought up noto fourth place finish uh, at 176 here. So let's take a look at, at Noto's lineup here real quick. 
Uh, Lamar Jackson, so he, again, he could have had a much bigger day, Noto. If, if Hollywood Brown catches some of these touchdowns, uh, maybe you take this thing down. So uh, Lamar Jackson, a great play there. Saquon uh, was almost a free square uh, on FanDuel. Love the James Robinson play. I, I thought he was too cheap, just 3% on there, 22 points. Cooper Cup uh, just continues to get it done. We're going to talk about him here shortly. Uh, Metcalf finally has a big game, scores a touchdown. I know you're a big Jefferson guy, so some nice correlation there. Uh, Waller, kind of disappointed still. It didn't hurt your lineup too bad. Uh, Madison, another running back he had to play over on Fando and Denver D, uh, was a no-brainer as well against the Jets. So 176, almost took it down. Uh, third place, Jay Kalari here, just, just a little bit ahead of Noto. Uh, Charger stack, uh, looks like what he went with, running back with some Kelsey. Also had Barkley and Kamara. Second place, Mitt Salen, uh, just a few decimal points ahead of you guys. Uh, also had Lamar Jackson in that lineup. Some similar names here, Cooper Cup. Mike Williams with another huge game. Also had Jefferson. Uh, Madison also had Austin Eckler. Our winner of our week three DFS OGs contest, M. Buleto, 178.82. Uh, he had a Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf stack, ran it back uh, with Madison and Jefferson. So a popular game last week. Also had some correlation with Mike Williams and Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup in that lineup. Uh, Barkley and Madison. So uh, a lot of plays you had to have on FanDuel. Also want to give a shout out to a good friend of mine, old Dags, uh, eighth place finish for, for my buddy Steve. So congrats to him as well. But uh, another great week of tournaments here. Uh, I still see DB 730 there, Chop. So what, what is he at top, what, 10, 20, 30? Where's he at? DB's in uh, 27th place. You know, okay. just, to, just to go show you how those uh, drops, the ad drops can be on the scores and how one good week can bo boost you up. Notorious jumped all the way to 24th this week just all, uh, based on that one really good finish. So it's never too late to jump in this thing and, and be, be, be eligible to hit for that. Like you could miss the first 10 weeks here technically right. and still be eligible to hit that, for, that uh, big prize at the end. So... Jump in there, guys. Yep, jump in early. It's a great way to support us. If you enjoy the show, uh, we, we we told FanDuel, hey, we're going to fill this thing. So uh, get over there, reserve your spot, FanDuel.com slash OG. Like Chop said, even if you haven't played yet, you're just hearing it right now for the first time, it's not too late. There's 18 weeks in the season. Only 10 of those scores will count. So whether you didn't play, whether you had a bad week, does not matter. Uh, get in, jump in, and play. And uh, I, I got to get it going here. It's It's been a rough start. Uh, here in this contest so uh, i'm not i'm not fretting i'm gonna drop some of these scores and uh those big weeks are coming like notorious had this week i think it's only a matter of time so uh anything else on the tournament guys anything oh, we no. need to discuss i see dean dean uh -oh. in top top 100 oh we're in trouble now oh boy yeah we, we can't have that all right we gotta, now we gotta get big now we gotta focus that's that's all i had to hear chop that's yeah. like the the you know light the fire under your ass here we now go it's time so, to focus yep now now we got to start playing here so uh we'll continue to update that as we get closer again uh we'll look at some of the the, the cumulative leaders as we get towards the stretch run but we don't want we don't want to get there too fast let's enjoy the season so uh back to the games here here in week four next game for us we got the giants Traveling to New Orleans, New Orleans, seven and a half point home favorites. A low total here at 41 and a half. So, Chop, we'll stay with you here. The Giants, uh, a disappointing performance uh, at home against Atlanta. I had high hopes on them, but I think we kind of talked about it felt like stepping in a bear trap, and that's exactly what happened. Saquon ends up getting there. Jones was okay. Uh, we see the injuries go down there with Shepard and Slayton, so I think that could open up 
some stuff for Galladay, potentially even Evan Ingram uh, as a cheap tight end play. Uh, other side, tough to really get a whole real excited about this offense. I do really like Alvin Kamara in the spot. When they've won games, he's touched the ball 26 times per game. So uh, love Kamara here at home. Uh, Giants, I think there's some decent running back options. I'm going to go under on this total, though. Put in my bet here early. Chop, I'm turning it over to you here. Kind of an ugly game. What do we got here? Saints and Giants. Yeah, it is ugly. Camaro on the one side looks good, and uh, on the other side, I'm not. I'm not uh, really stoked about playing anybody against a pretty tough New Orleans defense here. So, I'm. I'm that, that's tough. To, I think if Daniel Jones, he couldn't get it done at home against Atlanta. That was rough, man. That yeah. was unexpected and rough. So, I can't. I just. It'd be tough for me to think he goes into New Orleans and gets it done fantasy wise against what's been a really good defense. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm kind of out, and Jameis has been fine with his efficiency to a certain point. Now he did make one play last week against New England. I thought might get him benched, and it's something to look look for moving forward. In fact, we did see a lot more Taysom Hill after that play where he was on the goal line, and he kind of just threw it up. They were inside the ten. He threw it up. Now it was a touchdown, but it was a duck, and it, it should have been thrown away. And Peyton gave him the, the the bad look after that play. And then later on in the game, we see a lot of Taysom Hill around the goal line. So I'm definitely out on Jameis as far as the DFS option this week. Uh, and he, they can't get the ball to the receivers anyway right now. So Kamara, and then on the other side, not much. And because of all this, I think I – do, I do like your undercall, but such a low number. I, I think that the Giants – I think I'm going Giants with a little – like bounce back. That's a pretty big spread. I'm going to take the Giants here. All right. So we're all over the board here, Derek. And under a Giants play, I think the bottom line, there's not a ton to like in fantasy in this game. Do you agree, disagree, uh, and your betting pick for this game? Yeah, I was going back and forth between the Giants and the under. I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Giants can keep it competitive. Uh, for my official pick, I will take uh, the under. And agree with you guys. I mean, Kamara's in a really good spot. I think you can play him. Uh, Beer, I think you mentioned 26 touches in their wins. Uh, I like that quite a bit. Uh, Winston, 20, 22, and 21 pass attempts. This is not the Winston um, that we saw in Tampa. So I think you can uh, safely fade this entire uh, passing attack. And for the Giants, I mean, if Shepard and Slayton are out, do you guys have any interest in Galladay or Ingram? Yeah, I, I like both of those guys. Uh, more as a, a correlation with Kamara, probably, just to have some some plays on the other side. Uh, Ingram's always risky, but we know he has the upside. We don't see it very often. So probably Galladay for me, but uh, I don't hate Ingram either. Chop, any interest in that side? Uh, with these, If these guys are out, obviously it helps the case then. Uh, yeah, if those guys are out, I might, I might be able to include Galladay back in my player pool. Uh, Ingram is – I'm probably out on Ingram until he switches teams at some point in the future. Woodsy Owl in the chat uh, giving a, a local shout-out here. So you got to you got to text me. So I know they're, they're hiding behind a moniker here. I got to know who you are. So I uh, appreciate you guys watching. Uh, the chat's been great today. So let's keep the talk going here, guys. Uh, moving on to the afternoon games. we got Arizona and the Rams. Rams minus four and a half coming off that huge win uh, at home against Tom Brady. Offense continues to look electric, uh, led by Matthew Stafford, and of course, Cooper Cup leading pretty much the, the NFL in every receiving category there is. So uh, price is finally ticking up to where it should be on him. Arizona goes to Jacksonville, kind of ugly, but they get it done. 
uh, put 30 points on the board here again. So, uh, Derek, we'll go to you on this one. Uh, this one should be fun. 55-point total here uh, in, in division, two offenses that are very good. My main questions here, what do we do at Robert Woods? Because it continues to be, he's got to get it done, got to get it done. We have not seen it yet. It's been Cooper Cup. Uh, other side of the ball, Hopkins kind of let us down. Rondale Moore kind of let us down. Is that just going to be the case with these Cardinals receivers uh, with four of them basically playing right now? So main questions, the receivers on both sides, and, of course, break down the rest of the game here, Cardinals and Rams. Yeah, I know we're dealing with the small sample, but this kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, the Panthers where DJ Moore is getting all the targets. We kind of just wait for Robbie Anderson to get it, and it uh, just feels like it's not going to come. I mean, Cooper Cubs getting all the targets, all the love. Clearly Stafford's favorite target. Uh, but now there's that massive uh, difference in price. So um, I'll still go a little bit of Woods. I'll still play some Cooper Cup. I love this passing offense. I mean, Sean McVay, man, he looks so happy to have Stafford under center. Um, the happiest guy in the world. He's over there slapping everyone's butts after everyone play after every play. So, yeah, this team's fun. Uh, I think they're going to win 15 or more games in the regular season. Um, even if Henderson's out again, I don't think I'll go to Sony Michelle. I think you just uh, load up on the passing offense and, Man, Deshaun Jackson still got some speed. I mean, he could have had three long touchdowns uh, last week if Stafford, you know, would have hit him on in stride. So I like the passing attack there. And then uh, kind of the same thing for Arizona. I think it's a good spot for Kyler to get it going on the ground. Uh, we know uh, the Rams have a really good pass rush. So I think he's going to be running all over the place. Um, and we did see Jalen Ramsey go in the spot and uh, cover Chris Godwin. So I'm kind of expecting him to be on DeAndre. Maybe that'll open some things up for the other three receivers there. And uh, for my bet, uh, give me the Rams to roll. I think this is a team that's just going to have a, a huge regular season. All right. I'm going the other side of this. I'm going to Cardinals here. And one of the reasons why, you know, I don't know if the Rams, everything they, they wanted to beat Tampa Bay so bad, it was a statement game. Sometimes you see a letdown after that. Now, is that the whole reason I like the Cardinals? No, but I think you could see the Rams a little bit flat here. I, I do. I agree with you, Derek. I, I think they're, Maybe the best team in the NFC, and it was an impressive performance. But this Cardinals offense has looked electric, and I don't think that's going to change here. So, Chop, our boy Don Yeezy all over this game in DFS in the chat. Uh, hard to disagree with that one. So, any must plays here, any fades, how are you kind of handling this one? Uh, it should be the, the marquee game. How do you want to handle this in DFS? DFS is tough. Uh because it's the Rams, and I think the Rams' defense is one that uh, typically I'm going to go in and mark people off the list that are playing the Rams because they're they're just really that good. So, uh, but I, with that being said, I think there is points scored on the Arizona side, and Kyler Murray can run the ball, so he's 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 in play, and I think DeAndre does get a lot of Ramsey, and that's not good. So who else who else can we play? You want to say Rondell Moore, but the truth is Christian Kirk's been the guy who's outsnapped him and played a lot more in the slot. And I think that's a big factor this week. So maybe it's Christian Kirk instead of uh DeAndre and maybe even instead of Rondell, but Rondell's so explosive. I still got to have him in my player pool. And on the flip side, the Rams, they're just a juggernaut on offense as long as these guys stay healthy. So uh Stafford's in play, uh Cooper Cup's in play. And they'll eventually get Robert Woods going, but I mean, there's just such a such a bond between Stafford and Cup. It's going to be like that all year unless these guys get hurt. So uh, I'm not saying he's going to break break records. You know, eventually he'll slow down, but that connection is real. So I don't think it's going away anytime soon. For my bet, I'm on that train, man. The Rams are unstoppable. 
as long as they're healthy. So I'm going to ride the Rams again. All right. Is, is he on a similar pace as Brandon Cooks, Derek, is the question. <laughs> that guy's pace was otherworldly. So we'll, we'll have to see what Cup's pace looks like. But What's more sustainable, Derek? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take Cup in this one. Yeah, I think I got to agree there. So, all right, we're uh, we're coming up on an hour. We've got three games to go, so uh, we'll, we'll speed through the rest of this. Don't want to keep you guys too long. Seattle and San Francisco next up, another big total. Uh, Niners minus three at home, 52 on the total. Uh, I'm going to lock in my pick here. I really like San Francisco in this spot. Uh, DFS-wise, I think Brandon Ayuk is a fantastic buy low right now. Really starting to see him uh, get acclimated back into this offense. Played well over 80% of the snaps uh, in that game against Green Bay. Uh, Seattle has not shown the ability to stop receivers. We saw that last week with Jefferson. And, and whoever the hell the running back is, Derek, I, I want some exposure here as well. Uh, if Eli Mitchell is back in there, especially uh, Seattle been horrible against running backs. So uh, mostly San Francisco for me can always run it back with, with a Metcalf, a Lockett. I'm out on Chris Carson here. So uh, my quick take here, San Francisco, Ayuk and the running back, run it back with Metcalf. Derek, let's go to you here. Niners, Seattle. Yeah, I agree. I like Debo. I like Kittle. I think uh, they're going to have a lot of success in this game. And, uh, I mean, check. he was awesome last week. Why don't yeah, they just was. start him back there? Um, but, yeah, I mean, if Mitchell's back, it's just hard for me to trust anyone. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to get some some touches there. And then I prefer Metcalf as well. But anytime I try to pick between those two, between him and Lockett, it just it seems like uh, it's not worth my time trying to decipher which is better in which matchup. Uh, one of them's going to go off each week. You just got to have a little bit of exposure to both unless you have, like, supreme confidence in one of them. And then I'm going to be fading Carson. Only 13 and 14 touches the last two weeks. Don't love the matchup. And uh, is it a three-point spread you got there? I got three. I took the lines uh, from the FanDuel Sportsbook about 30 minutes before we went on. So Okay, yeah. So uh, I think it's going to be decided by a field goal either way. So I might as well take Seattle plus three. All right, Chop. Why is it that Lockett and Metcalf both can't have a good game? Like it, It's like physically <laughs> impossible. So, And the Seattle offense, we talked about they're playing fast. They're, playing, they're not running a ton of plays either. I, so it's kind of a a tough situation here very efficient with russell wilson but it's it's not been as good as we thought it not all you know not all roses and and rainbows here for the for the seahawks so are, are you with us on the san francisco side or i guess derek's on the seattle side a uh, fantasy wise what do you got here 52 point total a lot of ways you can go in this one yeah i think there's a lot of ways a lot of ways like you said uh seattle I think they can move the ball through the air here. So I'm on, you know, Wilson, Metcalf, and or Lockett. You pick one, like you said, you don't want to play them both. Uh, and I, I think they get it done, and and that's and that's good. And then on the other side, San Francisco, I just play whoever. The, the running backs, we've got to see how it shakes out. Because if Sermon's the only guy in the backfield again, I'll go back to Sermon. He was terrible uh, Sunday night, and yet he fell into the end zone and still, you know, was fine for the salary. It was a showdown slate, but uh, you know, a San Francisco running back can fall into the end zone twice in any week, no matter how bad he is. So, if everybody else is out again, I'll go back to Sermon. If Mitchell is back, we'll we'll have to adjust it there. But he's, he's got three good targets to go to now. Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle all look like they're clicking now. So, I think San Francisco puts up points. I think uh, Seattle can get there, whether it's in garbage time or whether they're actually doing it in the first or second quarter. I think they can get there. So I like the over in this game. All right. Next game, we got Pittsburgh and Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay, six and a half point favorites here, 45 and a half on the total. And 
Green Bay, a hell of a win out in San Francisco. Rodgers does it again, get that late field goal. Uh, Pittsburgh has been a mess here, Chop. So I really like Green Bay here, but this, again, feels like one of those, why is it only six and a half? Pittsburgh has lost at home to Cincinnati, to Vegas. Uh, they may be without Deontay Johnson, potentially without Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, yes, Najee Harris has been good, 19 targets in that last game, but it feels like a game Green Bay should roll. I, I'm locking in the Packers, but the line makes you, you scratch your head a little bit, Chop. What do you got here? Uh, yeah, man. Hey, watching those clips of Big Ben last week, that was sad. Oh, that bad. Was really sad, man, because I, this team in general – yeah, I think this thing could—they could be an AFC title contender with a really with a really good quarterback, but they just don't have it so much so that they might not even make the playoffs. So uh, I don't know what to think about. It. I just I don't know that I can trust any other target. Like Najee Harris for me is not in play on Fanduel. Yeah, I don't. You know, he, the guy caught a record number of passes last week for a running back coming out of the backfield and was, and was still a very just barely above average on FanDuel while he dominated on DraftKings because of that. So you play him on DraftKings, you don't play him on FanDuel. The other guys just aren't just aren't getting it with Big Ben back there. So I think I'm kind of going to have to take a wait and see on this offense until something shakes out. And then uh, for Green Bay, I mean, I got to see what the injuries are like. But if T.J. White's going to miss again and his defense is going to be that shorthanded again, then Green Bay is going to smack him around. So Aaron Rodgers at home is going gonna, is gonna to crush him. So – it may be an Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers game, maybe an Aaron Jones game. Like that's the that's the beauty of that offense. They can hit you from anywhere. So I gotta take a wait and see approach on the uh injuries as far as DFS and see how that plays out. But seven points, man, that's kind of a big number, though. It's just I don't know. I don't know what to think about that one. Let me say right, well, uh we'll give you we'll give you a minute. You need another yeah, I'm gonna need some time on this one. Need, need, a, some time need a timeout on. here. We'll give you yeah, a timeout. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what so, Derek says. I need to right. hear Derek's opinion. You, you you gather your thoughts there for a minute. And one interesting note here, Derek, if Deontay and Juju miss, I, I think a lot of people are gonna go to Claypool. We saw him get a ton of targets last week, but he may very well get the Jair treatment as well as the only real weapon in that offense. And do we trust Big Ben enough? So uh, I agree with Chop. It's going to be Rogers, Adams, Stacks. Uh, teams I don't have that, I'm probably going to have some Aaron Jones, especially uh, if Watt is out, like Chop said. So uh, all Green Bay here for me. What do you got in this one? Yeah, pretty much agree. Uh, I don't play a ton of Aaron Rodgers. I usually just go uh, with uh, Aaron Jones or Devonta Adams. I mean, both of them. We know the offense is going through those two guys. So agree there. Uh, obviously, don't love the matchup against Pittsburgh, but they're at home. They're going to score points and. I like Chop's point about uh, Najee and Deontay. Like, you can't play them on FanDuel because most of their value is tied up in the in their receptions. And, you know, Dusty, Dusty Ben, I mean, he's just not getting the ball in the end zone. So, yeah, I like uh, Najee on some other sites, uh, just maybe not on FanDuel. I don't if, – if Deontay and Juju are out, you know, maybe look at Claypool. But uh, good point by YouTube here. I uh, could get the Jair treatment. So, uh, maybe some fire move. Yeah, I don't hate that either. So – all right, need some betting picks. I am going to go under because I don't think Pittsburgh can put up the 19.25 that we're seeing here. Uh, give me the under. Chop, you ready? Uh, you know, it would be a much easier pick if I knew the injuries to Pittsburgh, you know, who was going to be back this week, but I don't. So I'll assume, I'm assuming those guys are going to be out. And uh, with if I think TJ is going to be out and all the other all the other guys are going to be Question, highly questionable. I'm going to take Green Bay. All right, last game. We got Baltimore traveling to Denver. Baltimore coming off that 
Historic win, 66-yard field goal by Justin Tucker uh, to win that game in Detroit. Denver uh, continues to roll, but kind of like you brought up with Carolina's defense, Derek. Denver has played some cupcakes so far. The Jets, the Jaguars, and the Giants now get a, a pretty big test here with Lamar Jackson and company coming to town. So, again, I'll lead off here. I'm going to go Baltimore in this game. I, I just, as good as Denver's defense has been, they have not been tested here. I think Baltimore got a wake-up call in Detroit. Hey, we need to pull our head out of our, our arse and, and get it going here. And I think you see them do that. Uh, and in tough, tough game, no doubt. Tough spot in Denver. But I like the Ravens here in this one. So, Derek, we'll go to you. Finish this thing up. Ravens and Broncos, what do you got? Yeah, Denver's a tough place to play for sure. And this line does feel a little too low. Feels a little fishy. Feels like uh, Baltimore should be favorites in this one. But uh, I'll be the fish. I'll take Baltimore as well. Um, DFS-wise, not a lot to like. I mean, Cortland Sutton's at least a little bit interesting. Baltimore's lost a couple pieces in their secondary. Noah Fant, um, always in play as well. And then Lamar is going to have that rushing upside. So you can play those three, but I'm just not looking to get a ton of exposure to a game with one of the lower totals on the board. Yeah, I'm pretty much out DFS-wise. I'll have a little bit of Lamar. Uh, you want to go back to Hollywood after that last game, but uh, I still respect Denver's D. Even though they've had some cupcakes, it's still a pretty good defensive team there, Chop. So uh, betting pick here and uh, any any DFS goodness. We're not finding it so far. You got anything that we're not seeing here? No. DFS-wise, this is not a – I don't think this is a very fun game, so uh, I'm not going to force it. I'll disagree with one point, you know, a little bit that you made about Denver maybe being overrated. I actually think Denver's a really good defense. I think, I, you know, they made a concerted effort to really stock up on secondary pieces. So they got a deep secondary. They got guys who can rush the passer. I think they're I think they're pretty good. And for that reason and, and the reason that uh, Baltimore is getting a couple pieces back on defense from the COVID-19 list, I think I'm going the under on this game. All right, and I'm not saying they're not good. I'm, I'm just saying they, they've had some easy matchups here. So let, let's give them a, a, a test here. I respect that defense, no doubt. But uh, it's about as easy a schedule as you could face outside of Carolina so far. So Denver, always a tough place to play, even when the defense is not uh, elite. So definitely not a gimme here. And I think that's why you see that spread. Yeah. Uh, can so I just here. ask one question here? You why can do whatever why you want, are buddy. they not – giving the ball more to Tyson Williams. Uh, why are they running Devontae Freeman more? And, Le and Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman look like they're running in quicksand. You, you got this this other guy who's young and fresh and giving five carries in a game where you're you're not winning. You're you know you're barely hanging on against Detroit. Give the young guy carries man. He he looks easily the best. So you talk about Dusty Ben. I mean Dusty Devontae. I mean that that guy just, just looks terrible. <laughs> Latavius runs like he's got like ten of those old. I don't know if you guys remember the old ankle weights they used to. Oh have. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> ankle weights, and then we learned we all learned it was those are terrible for your knees, you idiots. And but we had them all strapped to our. My football coach used to have like five of them strapped to each leg at practice because he thought he was getting a good workout, but. Uh, Latavius runs like he's got like 10 strapped on each leg. He's just terrible. And yeah, I don't know, man. Just it baffles me some of these uh, personnel decisions. Yeah, I, I used to use those in basketball. Yeah, you could you're gonna jump higher. You jump with these on, you take them off, and it's uh they're gonna they're gonna have you jumping out of the gym. But Alvin nailed it. NFL coaches are dumb, and I think that it, it, it's hard to argue with that sometimes. Some of the coaching we see in the league, uh headlined by guys like Matt Nagy in Chicago, but 
Uh, that's a topic for another day. When we have more time, that will do it here uh, for the week four show, guys. Uh, we appreciate you for listening. Again, fandle.com slash OG. Make sure you guys get your entry in there early. Let's let's fill this baby up. We don't, we don't want the Fandle folks sweating it and wondering if it's going to fill. Let's go out and make a statement. Let's fill this thing up. Get your entry in there, guys. Final thoughts here for the people. Noto, let's start with you. Uh, DMs are always open on Twitter. If you ever have any questions, just let me know. I uh, got back and forth going with a, a lot of guys um, for last week. So, And then uh, also, if you have a big week, hey, shout us out and uh, on Twitter, and we'll shout you out for sure and uh, join the contest. Absolutely. At DFS OG's pod on Twitter. Make sure you guys follow that as well. That's kind of our direct link to the show. And we'll start highlighting some of our best performers and best finishers in our OG's tournament on FanDuel Chop. Final thoughts for the people. I'm getting some, some beer offers here at, at the local pub. So I'm kind of kind of digging this as we end the show, Chop. You can't be the only guy that, that's got a, you know, some, somebody wanting to hang out. Was that at, at, at Rite Aid? Was that was that the story last year? Your, your buddy at Rite Aid? So that was Bert, man. Bert. Uh, how could I forget Bert? Bert, my apologies. I haven't been able to do no grinders lives lately. I don't know where Bert is. Man. Maybe just... Bert moved to my town and, and he wants yeah. to go hang out and have Very a beer. True, so but... whoever you yeah, are, man. hit me up. We'll go have a beer. Yeah, Top, yeah. Final final thoughts here. Yeah, man. Like I like that. I like when people give me uh I'm always in the Discord and hanging out and I mean, I use it for fantasy, right? I, I'm always looking for the breaking news and, and the good opinion. So I'm always there. Feel free to hit me up over there and, and give me a good message over there. And we'll we'll chat about some stuff. But uh, week four, man, we're already moving. We're moving along here. We waited for a long time for it to get here. And now it's flying by. So it's time to uh, make up some ground in the OG contest. As we, I'm, I'm, I'm calling my shot top 10 this week. Top 10. I feel it. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I got to make. I can't have Dean up ahead of me. <laughs> no kidding, so that, that's just we, we got to fix that. So. All right, we appreciate you guys for listening. We ran a little bit long, but again, we'll start getting into bye weeks. Uh, we can have a little bit more fun, talk some life stuff uh, and other topics, but I uh, wanted to get you all the football here. So thank you as always for listening. Thank you to Fandle for sponsoring the show. One last plug, fandle.com slash OG. Go get your entry in now, just $7. For Notorious, for Head Shopper, I am Beer. We are the DFS OGs. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week.